0: For a lot of people of a, of a certain vintage, yesterday afternoon took on a strangely familiar and, and kind of ominous feeling. It was announced that the jury in the trial of Derek Chauvin had reached a verdict. Of course, Chauvin is the Minnesota police officer who uh, was charged with murder in connection with the death of George Floyd. It was a death captured on video, seen by the world, and it sparked protests all around the world, too, and demands for racial equality and changes to policing. You know what played out. Now, the verdict was no doubt going to be historic either way, but for those who remember Rodney King, um, it also had the potential to spark unrest in the streets and societal upheaval, um, probably far worse than anything that we'd seen before. In the end, though, Chauvin was found guilty on all counts, and the mood in the United States was largely celebratory. Uh, Joining us now to discuss this case and the verdict is Dr. Tope Oriola, uh, a sociology professor at the University of Alberta. Doc, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having
0: me. Um, Yeah, the guilty verdict meant that the streets were calm. Uh, there, There was partying, if anything, going on, but yesterday I realized the fact that, you know, just the simple fact that we were uncertain Of what would happen, what the verdict could be, despite the videotape clearly depicting what can only be described as a murder. um, Police officers testifying against Chauvin, the chief of police testifying, saying what he did was way beyond appropriate. Overwhelming evidence, but we didn't know, right up until the verdict was read in court. Doesn't that tell us a lot about our confidence in equal justice in the United States right there?
1: Absolutely. I think uh, it's a glowing commentary.
0: Okay, hang on. The yeah, very we
1: promise. Can, oh, there we go. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, I was just saying that um, it's, it's a sad commentary on the, the very promise uh, of the criminal justice system and the very notion of equal justice um, and equal treatment under the law. Uh, but as the lead prosecutor made clear in his uh, closing argument, this was a, a pro-police trial. Uh, and I would add that uh, the outcome is a pro police verdict. Uh, officers like Shervin uh, uh, make policing more dangerous for the uh, vast majority um, of good cops. Uh, research shows that although policing requires the use of force, excessive use of force makes policing more dangerous. Uh, and so, uh, and, and I reckon that shelving would not have lasted. Uh, as long as he did in any other occupation, given his uh, poor disciplinary record, you don't get uh, multiple chances to your, to abuse your authority in other work environments. Um, Chauvin had 17 cases in his file before um, George Floyd uh, was killed. And his conviction, I think, uh, sends a clear message that an officer should treat citizens with dignity and respect. Uh, and regardless of your occupational calling, We are nothing if we are not humane. Uh, A grown man in his 40s crying for his mother uh, should not have died uh, under the weight of a police officer. And I think for all um, uh, the vast majority of good cops out there, this is a validation um, of of their efforts, um, that you don't do that in our occupation. You don't take the life of a citizen uh, in that manner. It's interesting
0: that you mention that because, um, you know, in watching these kind of cases over the years, we saw the chief of police testify against Chauvin. We saw fellow officers testifying against him, um, which is a departure from what we typically see. And I think you're right. I think um, this case was so abhorrent that the police themselves felt we need to stand up and say, hey, this is not what we're about. And we're just as upset as you
1: absolutely uh, and, and i salute the courage of the officers who came forward because i think they had a sophisticated understanding of the broader implications uh, of standing with such an individual now only 1.5 percent of police citizen encounters uh, involves any kind of use of force mm-hmm. so this is a very tiny percentage and the encounters are amongst the 1.5% that involve deadly use of forces, in fact, less than one percentage point. So, uh, it, the police uh, services therefore do the majority of officers a disservice by not taking swift and appropriate measured actions against errant officers. So we, we, we're not doing the uh, police organizations any favors in keeping such individuals uh, in service because they pollute the atmosphere for so the vast majority of officers who go out every day, put their lives on the line to keep us safe. And so uh, I commend the officers who stepped up to say, no, this is not what we're about. We cannot countenance this. this should not be happening um, to citizens. Now, this is certainly not the first instance of
0: police using excessive force or even killing a suspect that we've seen uh, in the United States over the past several years. Why was this one in particular so galvanizing right around the world? Why did it lead to street protests uh, in countries all over the planet, including here in Canada? Why was this one uh, perhaps something of a
1: tipping point? Right. So a lot of things have been happening. A Part of that is just the growing an incontrovertible televisual evidence uh, before our very eyes uh, it wasn't the very first, but the manner, the brutality of it all, the insouciance, the, the lack of lackadaisical attitude, the left hand in the pocket as life was snuffed out of a fellow human being, and a 46-year-old man crying for mm-hmm. his mom. Uh, I think that was relatable. I got a call from a friend who was in tears uh, explaining what had happened. I had not seen the video at that point. That call from that friend was what prompted me to go online to, to, to view... Uh, uh, the video. And this individual, interestingly, had just lost his own mom. And I didn't recall him crying so much for, um, for, on, on that particular bereavement that he has suffered. So I think people could, at a humane level, regardless of your background, regardless of your creed in life, regardless of your social class and other social uh, dimensions in life, you, you, you kind of felt something within you that this is not right, this yeah. should not be happening. And I think that that's, uh, it, it, it's a reminder that at the end of the day, uh, there's more that unites us than separates us. And I think uh, George, the George Floyd incident uh, was a watershed moment, and, and galvanizing just tremendous transnational and transgenerational support in a way that, quite frankly, we had not seen, certainly, uh, in in recent memory. No, certainly not. Now, all the discussion
0: today, Doctor, is, okay, Uh, we've got to this point and we've got justice for George Floyd in this particular instance, but the discussion is this can't be the end of this. This needs to be the start. This needs to be where we build from to actually affect lasting change that moves things in a new direction, because we've been here before, we've seen this before, and have reverted right back into the situation where another incident like this happens right. in six months or whatever. So how do we do yeah.
1: that? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, that, that's an absolutely uh, important point. Uh, well, police reforms uh, are long overdue uh, in terms of the kinds of people we're recruiting into uh, policing. I think um, the screening processes uh, need to be more robust. Uh, That officer was a relatively uh, uh, irritable uh, individual who should not have been in policing in the first instance. Mm -hmm. Uh, He did not have, in my opinion, the temperament to be a police officer. Uh, Much of uh, the kinds of calls that uh, uh, police services receive these days uh, have, have calls that have nothing to do with drawing a gun from its hostler. There are issues relating to citizens' experiencing psychotic episodes. There are issues in relation to uh, homelessness uh, and all kinds of uh, uh, social issues that, that have now become emblematic of 21st century life. And therefore, um, empathy becomes crucial. Uh, that understanding, de-escalation, and so forth, all of these are qualities that are now required for policing so that the more action-oriented individuals um, should be encouraged to join the military. Policing today requires de-escalation, verbal engagement, emotional intelligence, understanding. Uh, There are instances where some officers are called to attend to uh, an individual, and instead of making arrests, they would phone um, for uh, mental health uh, assistance for such individuals. Those are the kinds of things we now need. Those are the kinds of qualities we should be on the lookout for. And perhaps we have uh, over-glorified, you know, especially through the cop show, CSI Miami, CSI Big Apple, and all of those things. We have over-glorified the more action-related dimensions of policing. The reality is policing uh, more often than not, it's not any of those. Right. It, 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 it's a very sober uh, 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 occupation. It is one that requires a lot of intelligence, a lot of people skills, a lot of verbal engagement, and not just drawing a gun out of its hostler. Otherwise, um, these are tragedies waiting to happen. And so, uh, it, so police reforms, but also criminal justice reforms in, in general. So the trial by jury system, is fundamentally broken uh, and i've been writing about this um in, in, uh, for, for for some time now now when you look at um, the way that a lot of these cases have been resolved in the past the reason we did not know and people uh, couldn't even believe if there would be uh, any conviction despite the overwhelming evidence yeah. it all boiled down to the jury system now japan i believe has a more pragmatic and sophisticated process where they have six lay persons, or lay judges, or jurors, as Mm -hmm. we would call them, uh, and three professional judges. Uh, They need a simple majority of uh, the lay persons or jurors and one of the professional judges to reach a verdict in serious cases. I think that's what we need, because a single juror yesterday could have led to a a hung jury, and that would be the end of it.
0: Yep, Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's interesting discussion. I mean, you know, a jury of your peers, that's sort of been our standard for a long, long time, but uh, you're right. One person uh, could have completely derailed that. Uh, Doctor, unfortunately, I'm out of time. Some great insight. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. That is Dr. Tope Oriola, an associate professor in the Department of Sociology at the University of Alberta.